People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Special thank you to Mr. Blake over at Gerald Electric Company. Right here in Cochran, Georgia, they can handle all your commercial and industrial electrical construction and maintenance needs. Uh, this old fella came on uh, middle of the month, so this ad ain't completely finished. But what's cool about it, they're right here out of Cochran, Georgia. It's a family-owned business. And they're going to be coming here in the next couple of days and actually doing an episode and telling you guys more about them and their company. So, y'all, please do me a favor and go check them out on all social media platforms and give them a call for any of your commercial and industrial electrical needs today. That's Gerald Electric Company. Ask for Blake. His phone number is 478-279-3308. And tell them you heard it right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. A good buddy to the show decided to sponsor this month, DPF Alternatives at 314 Garrison Road in Macon, Georgia. You can find this good old boy on Facebook at DPF Alternatives Macon, Georgia. They service diesel vehicles, semis, pickup, tractors, heavy equipment, anything that uses diesel. They clean all admission systems and diesels, and they give you a one-year warranty. They also sell aftermarket filters, offer 24 our service look my dad recently this is how we got hooked up with these guys uh my dad recently had to take his truck somewhere to get it serviced and the guys over at dpf hooked us up and we come to find out that he listened to the show because his sister had been on the show a lot so pretty much like family now so if your diesel needs its emission system clean or serviced i'm telling you go check out my guys over at dfp in Macon, Georgia. You can call them now at 478-973-8502. Tell them you heard their ad on the Josh Terry podcast and get $50 off. DPF Alternatives Macon, Georgia. Shout out to my boys over at Deep South Chemical. A couple weeks ago, they heard the ad on the podcast, and they sent me over some of the stuff that they sell. Some chemicals that you wash your vehicles with, some degreasers, some tire shine, some waxes, all that good stuff. And let me tell you, folks, their stuff isn't like the shit you get at Walmart. This isn't like the shit you get from O'Reilly's. They gave me this stuff for my tires and rims. And all I had to do was spray it on and wipe it off. I didn't have to scrub. I didn't have to break my damn back. Their stuff literally was so good. I just had to wipe it off. I know I would have used these guys again, even if they wouldn't have sponsored the show. So it tickled me when they decided to do it this month. So I need you guys to please go look up deep south chemical. Call them today. They'll ship the stuff to you. Their phone number is 404-909-4257. That's deep south chemical tell mr scott that josh terry sent you let me tell y'all about blue collar alliance yeah i need y'all to go look it up on facebook right 
now. It is a great group on Facebook, and it's way more than that. My buddy, Bubba Marlboro, is helping out blue-collar workers left and right. He also has a roofing company. Just go look it up if you don't mind. Blue Collar Alliance. One of the artists that I would really like for y'all to take a look at is my guy, Mark Ware. Mark was in here a couple weeks ago. He tells his story. You guys need to go listen to that episode. Also, go follow all of his social media. Mark Ware Music on everything. Dude is solid. He's a good friend of the show. He'll be playing a writer's round with us coming up May the 24th up in Nashville. Go look him up now. Mark Ware Music. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio in my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. She takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect. So, Please go check out Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive-In. If you've seen me wearing hats lately that's got D-Y-H on it, it stands for Down Yonder Hat Coat. Seth Baysmore, a buddy of mine, he owns that company, and he has sent me some of their hats. Let me tell you, I love them. I've worn them in a lot of my stuff lately, and I plan on wearing them a lot more. I've showed them to some of my friends. He has a startup business, and I'm telling you guys, you would absolutely love them. So do me a favor. Go right now to his Instagram at Down Yonder Hat Co. Check them out. They also have a website, downyonderhatco.com. Order some stuff from them and tag them on Instagram. And when you do, make sure when you make the post, you say that you heard about the hats and down yonder right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Yeah. What's up, folks? Thank you all for tuning in to the Josh Terry Podcast. This is my last episode down in Georgia before I go up to Nashville to record about six or seven next week. 
And uh, I've got a fella on the show with me today that I've been trying to get on for a while. And uh, finally, our schedule's matched up to where I could get him on. And uh, I've watched some of his videos, a lot of his videos, and he makes me laugh. I think he's funny as hell. I think he's probably abused more than anybody else I've ever seen. But I'd like to introduce you all to uh, Mr. Toby. They call me Toby, one of the hosts of the, the Beard Laws podcast. Uh, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, man? I appreciate that you had me on. Well, uh, I can't remember who told me about you originally, uh, but you know how it is on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Like you, you miss people all the time that you shouldn't oh, yeah. have missed or whatever. But I remember as soon as someone sent me your stuff, I was like, "This fucker's funny." <laughs> I, I I like this guy, and I and I don't like anybody. When you were talking about the episodes a while ago that you've listened to. Like those are my dudes. Like those were not just, it wasn't just like, Hey, they've got a big follow and I want to have them on the show. It was once I had them on the show, we became boys. And now it's like, we fuck with each other and give each other shit and everything. So, Oh yeah. They're, I, they're, they're all down. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had the, the, the joy of meeting um, like any of them in person. Um, but they all just seem to be genuine down to earth kind of people, man. And just, you know, getting the experience of listening to them, is even better because then you get your you get that that connotation of what they might be like reassured you're like oh, yeah okay they, yeah, they are as genuine as i thought they were if you knew what an asshole i am like i'm such skeptical i'm so skeptical especially of men men off of social media that i've met have been the biggest tools ever and so you know, we, I was just talking to people about this. Like I, I went live for a couple hours, you know, before, um, before I came on here with you. Um, and we were talking about that. And one of the things that, that, um, you know, my audience really enjoys is, uh, I started TikTok back in 2018. And the, the thing that people will tell you is I don't, I have never changed. Yeah. I've always been, I'm a very direct, I'm a very honest person. What you see is what you get kind of individual. I'll tell it to you straight. It, you know, I'll call you out on your bullshit, no matter how long we've been friends or if I don't even know you. Um, and I don't understand the mentality. Maybe it's because I'm 47, you know, and we're, you know, we're just older, we're, we're just older, but I don't understand the mentality of acting like something else or, or portraying yourself as somebody else um, for, you know, for, for views or follows yeah. or for some sort of popularity content. I, I don't get it. People are going to enjoy you for being your genuine self more than somebody that pastes on a smile and, and, you know, blows smoke up their ass all day. Well, Cause I when they do finally meet you in person, that's fucking game over. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So like I've said for the longest time, the reason why people like you, or anybody that ends up with a big following on social media is because people genuinely like your authentic version of yourself. It's yeah. not, it's not doing trends. It's not doing fucking whatever is they like you for you. They yeah. like the generic, not the generic, the authentic version of you. And there are so many people dude that put that out on social media. that That's them. And then you get around them and they are pieces of shit. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. And what's bad is it's the men. It's it's not. It's a whole lot more of the men. The women, there's some of them out there. Don't get me wrong, but the problem that I've had with this show is one. 
I don't try to do the trendy videos. I'm not the best at marketing myself on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. My background is in radio. I'm good at this. This is the only thing I'm good at. I'm not good at the rest of that shit. And you'll get these guys that have done the show. And it's like, hey, look, I don't mind sharing your content. You share mine. I don't mind doing your show if you got a podcast, if you do mine. Like, let's yeah. work together as a big enough piece of the pie for everybody. There are men that have done this show that sit there now like they're the best person in the fucking world. And then, hey, you did my show. I took some time out. I even hooked you up with some sponsors and stuff. Like, but won't share that they did my show. And it's like, why the fuck did I even have you on then? Like, you think yeah, for the last. You <laughs> <laughs> for the for the last two hours i've been telling everybody hey I'm, i don't know when he's gonna post it you know i don't know when it's gonna air it's gonna be yeah. we're, we're gonna record it but I'm, I'm gonna be on the josh josh terry podcast you guys need to go check him out he's That's got cool. some he's got some really good episodes on there i was listening to some of them earlier today he's a good dude so i've one of the things that social media has really opened me up to uh as far as like what you're talking to is you know, if once you do reach like a certain type of popularity or, or people see that you get like a certain type of following is you find fake people quick that they act like they want to really be your friend and they want to hang out and they want to do this. And then you come to realize that the entire time it's just so that they're using your notoriety or they're using your popularity in order to boost their, their own name or their own content. And then once they get it, you're you're done they move on to the next guy and they hang out with the next guy and they keep continuous do that and you're just like dude man like i thought like i thought we were good friends and then all of a sudden what happened like i don't hear from you um you now you're hanging out with a whole different crew of people which don't get me wrong i've got no problems with somebody hanging out with with a crew that makes them feel fine but like don't just dump me off like i was uh, suddenly a, a bad habit that absolutely you, that you went and got fixed yeah that shit aggravates me so bad. So like with my show, I feel like there's, there's some people that'll do it. And if I don't do it with them in Nashville, when we're up there recording, they don't want to do it here. Like they just want to use our, our show to get on a stage in Nashville. And it's like, uh -huh. that, and it's like, that's not the fucking way this works now. Like, yeah. cause they know the artists and stuff that we're hooked up with. They know that the people that we get a chance to go around that we're lucky that we get to go around them. Um, but everybody that's in our circle, we're all working for a common goal. We all want to get up the mountain together. And yeah. there's a lot of people, dude, that'll ask me, Hey, uh, I want to do your show, but can we do it in Nashville? And I'll be like, no, I can't. I've already got the show scheduled up there when I'm there. It's more about music and the artist while I'm up there was like, but we can either do a zoom call like me and you were doing, or you can come down to the studio in Georgia. And every time it's the same thing. It's like, no, nah, I think I'll hold out for Nashville. And it's like, you don't want me. You yeah. want my platform. And hey, it's like, we're, exactly. not, we're not doing that. Well, even you dude, like you have to go into an agreement with somebody. This is yeah. good for me having you on the show because of your platform. It's good for you on my platform and it, it shouldn't be a jealousy thing. It shouldn't be whose numbers are bigger than whose it should be. I think that what you've got going is a really good thing. I want to promote you in return. I want you to promote me. We're using each other, but we're using each other in a good way. And yeah. hopefully it builds a relationship just like with me and Justin or goose or any of those guys that, Hey, why not add somebody else to the circle? That's a good dude. 
and we can do stuff with. The only person I'll tell you to stay away from is Justin Nunley because he's the <laughs> well, <laughs> don't hang out with him in person if you're ever given the option to hang out because let me tell you you think what that son of a bitch posts on social media is funny him off a of camera 10 times better oh i bet I, oh god he does the only thing is i know i don't shut the fuck up justin does not ever quit talking shit i so, know i know all these nascar dudes and Gary from uh, Rascal Flats. Everybody loves him. He's so easy to love, man. <laughs> so Justin, Justin actually said something interesting on the podcast that I that I really that resonates and I, I agree with. Um, and that was um, he he was essentially talking about how um, that he loves the hate. Yeah, he loves the hate. Loves the hate. And the thing is, is like I've never understood as a full grown adult how, how you could let a hateful comment get to you from some, a, a, a stranger that you've never met before. I mean, even if it's somebody that I met before and they had something to say, because I, we get a lot of, a lot of shit because of Angel's haircut. Um, so she gets a lot of, she gets a lot of, especially lately. She's why though, it, looks, we've been it looks cool as shit. I like her hair because people, so what we've what we've gotten lately is oh I bet she drinks a lot of Bud Light and stuff like that oh, and I wouldn't let a trans person hit me like that and I'm like man but something what something that Justin said that really resonates and I think more people need to understand when it comes to uh, negativity on social media and things like that is nobody above you is going to talk down to you yeah it's only people that that ha see something that you have that they want or that they can't achieve that will try to pull you down to their level. Yeah. It, and I that's really, that's what the negativity and hate is when you, when you talk about these sad, pathetic people on, on social media where all they fucking have to do is, is sit at their, sit at their house and, and do nothing but hate on people. And they always hide behind these, behind an, uh, anonymity and, and a, and a profile with no profile photo and like spum, you know, spunk catcher sixty nine sixty nine yeah. is like usernames, and they've all they think that what they're doing is going to get them some sort of notoriety, and I'll I'll go at them in the comments, you know, the same way that Justin does, where we sit there and I'll I'll joke on you all day, but you know, and then uh, you've got uh, John was saying these are the same people that they don't dare say it to your face. Absolutely, not. I mean, I'm only I'm five foot six. I'm not a big dude. But I'll tell you what, you if you're gonna if you're gonna feel the need to come at somebody sideways, do it to their face. We we grew up in an era that you learn you had to learn the hard way. You had yeah. to learn the hard way. Uh, it, it was a school of hard knocks. You want to say something to somebody, you have to say it to their face, and you got to deal with the repercussions of it. The people that are on the internet nowadays that that want to spout off and say neg negativity or, or say some some rude comments to you, those are just people that have never had to eat a fist with their face. Fucking lutely. I yeah. know what a punch feels like, and you know what? If be rest assured, if I'm if I'm willing to say it to you on the internet, I'm willing to say it to you in person because I know what a fist tastes like, and I'm going to determine whether or not that comment was worth it. And a lot of times, I'm going to be sitting on the ground on my ass after getting punched in the mouth, still laughing, going, <laughs> yeah, it was worth it though. Well, hurting somebody's like the older I've got, I, I'm not much bigger than you. I'm like five, nine, five, 10 on a good day when my back ain't hurting. But like, 
I had to learn a long time ago that it's better to hurt someone's ego than actually hurt them. I would rather yeah. talk shit to you. Now, if we got to throw hands, we're going to throw hands, but there's probably at less than 1% of people that you're going to have somebody in your comment section that you're ever going to run into in life. And then if they do, they're not going to talk fucking shit. Oh to yeah, you. absolutely. No, not. No. it doesn't matter who you are because they're too scared. They're going to get embarrassed. They're like, yeah. I can't back up my comment. I'm a keyboard gangster. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. especially like what Justin was saying, you don't do it to a comedian. You don't, oh, you don't no. go after a comedian first or somebody that, somebody that is, is witty or sarcastic in general as a, is an overall general personality. Like that's my greatest, that's my greatest personality trait yeah. is I'm one of the most sarcastic people I know. You don't go after somebody that's sarcastic or, or witty first. You, nah. you we, <laughs> that's, we a, will, that's a death sentence. We will fucking hurt your feelings worse than any punch. This, it, like oh. I will cut you so fucking deep and not even think twice about it. You can yeah. beat my ass, but if I can outsmart you and outwit you, oh, it's yeah. over. I'm going to make you go home and jump off a fucking roof. Bro, I will verbally assault you to the point that you go and apologize to your mother. Absolutely. Mom, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're going to want to fucking bring up domestic violence charges on me. That's how bad I'm going to hit you verbally. <laughs> like, you're you're going to want to go to a fucking battered shelter when I get done with you. If you think we're going to talk shit and it's going to be fair, it's not. But, I, but also, too, I'm a crash test dummy, dude. Like, I'm a kamikaze pilot. If you go at me. I get picked on about this line all the time, but my ego has an ego. If you try to check my ego and I know that you're the piece of shit in the situation, oh, I'm going fucking hard. I'll ruin my career just to prove a fucking point. <laughs> what? So, and the thing is, is I, I, I believe the reason why it's gotten to be such a popular thing to do on social media, honestly, is because there are a lot of people out there that will point these people out. Yeah. Right. Like, especially on TikTok, it's a huge thing to, uh, to respond to somebody's comment and display their comment on the screen, you know, and, you, and you're given that name out there and they're, they're getting their, their 15 seconds of fame or, or whatever they want to look at is hey, see this person I got, but the moment you do that, you've acknowledged that person and, yep. and, and they've won. The mo it doesn't matter if you're ripping them apart because of their comment and you and you are coming out with some witty ass shit. It doesn't matter. That person officially won because you gave them exactly what they're looking for. So, it, you know, the, the saying is, is the, the easiest way to kill a troll on the Internet is you don't feed it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll go after you in the comment section where I mean, nobody else is going to give a shit outside of maybe backing me up and being like, God damn, dude, that guy just fucking. You, you just went into the wrong comment section, yeah. but I'm never going to put you up on the screen or point you out to people or say your name out loud. I'm not giving you what you're looking for. I'll give you a hard time, but I'm not giving you the food that you, that you need to survive. I don't, unless you say some shit. I post a lot of videos with my daughter mm -hmm. and my daughter, if people think I'm an asshole, my 11 year old daughter is a thousand times worse than me. She has no mercy. Like she's, she's evil when her, with her shit talking and the stuff that we talk about and the stuff that we joke about people sometimes take it the wrong way. And now when like a Karen or somebody like that pops up in the comment section with some smart ass shit about your daughter shouldn't be saying that kind of stuff. She shouldn't act that kind of way. Then instead of me roasting their ass, I let Gracie do it. 
Like oh, I, yeah. I let them put her in a place, and then all of a sudden, those trolls are like, "Okay, fuck this bitch." <laughs> like, I shouldn't have said nothing in the one, first place. I got one of my one of my mods is he goes by the name of Wrath, and uh, his his daughter is awesome. She's I, th I think she's ten years old, but she's the same way. Uh, she called she called a lady a cunt back whale. Yeah, I'd never heard that before, that's and I don't know how the either. fuck I would have never have come up with it. I would have never. No, that's good. And and he told me about that, and I started laughing so damn hard. I was like, "Oh my god, she's a savage." Yeah, little little kids like uh, you know, late millennial or early millennials. How are you, the Zennials and, and Gen Xers? <laughs> fucking, our kids are savages, yeah. absolute savages. Well, there's no medium with them. They're either. No. They're either super fucking soft or they are vicious. And, and I, I was, I'm glad mine's vicious. And I was talking about that to people as well. I was like, Gen Xers and millennials that have a problem with Gen Z and Gen A. Yeah. You don't have a problem with Gen Z and Gen A. What you have a problem with is you have a problem with other Gen Xers and other millennials because you, we're the motherfuckers raising them. Yep. So how did you rate the... You, and it's it comes from two different parental styles you either raise them essentially the way that you were with some minor tweaks because eh, maybe you don't need that kind of physical abuse but you're not going to be super soft on them or you essentially it's the it's the my kid is either going to earn knowledge or my kid is going to be given knowledge yeah. and i'll tell you right now my kid has earned every yep. piece of knowledge he's ever gotten and that's the two differences. So our kids that are like, my kid is a fucking savage. He's 21 years old, he, but he's a damn savage because he's earned his knowledge and he's gained that knowledge rightfully. And it's like a badge of honor to him versus a kid that's softer because they've always been given everything. You know, you've got a Gen Xer that's like, well, I, I didn't like the way I was raised, so I'm going to be And they go the exact opposite direction and they raise their kids too soft. Yeah. See, I've you know, got I, I've got a whole ass theory on it. Whole ass theory. Whenever they started instituting no kid left behind, participation trophies, making everybody feel like they're equal, that that's when that whole generation got fucked. Because yeah. everybody thought that you're equal to somebody else. And look, when it comes to black, white, whatever, or any type of culture, or male or female, you're absolutely 100% equal. But I got told at a very young age, the world needs ditch diggers just like it needs doctors. And yep. you, there's just certain people you got to know your role. And the only way you know your role or stay in your lane is learning to be comfortable with losing. Giving everybody participation trophy or not keeping score at games to make everybody feel good about themselves, then you're literally making a child that's never going to be a doctor feel like, oh, okay, I'm equivalent to this doctor kid. And you're yeah. not, and then you're going to get let down your whole life. And when you get let down, you're going to bitch about it and you're going to moan about it to the point to where somebody gives you an honorary doctorate, but then you're yeah. still not fucking equal. Well, and that's the thing is like we, when, when I grew up, when I was growing up and I'm sure you've heard this saying too, my dad told me all the time is you don't learn, you don't learn without failure. You don't Absolutely. grow without failure. You don't get better without failure because if you're being told from day one that you're the best, then what, where's the drive to improve where's the drive to to continue to get better there there isn't any so yeah. why 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 bother to try if you're always being told you're the best you're the best thing ever if you didn't know how bad it hurt to lose then you wouldn't know how good it felt to win that's right
Hey, like you, that's you, right. You've got to have those losses. But you, you how would you say you were? I'm I'm 47. I turned 48. You look fucking great for 47. I am 35 and look like I'm your dad. Well, Angel <laughs> is Angel, Angel is uh she turns 46 this year. Oh shit! I would have thought she was in her early 30s. Nah, she's 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 turns 46. God damn, I need to live like y'all. I'm really fucking up over here. Uh, <laughs> no, but like your age group, my age group, we learned everything the hard way. We still oh, had yeah. those. We still had those parents that were like, "Okay, I've told you one time not to touch the oven eye, the st- eye on top of the stove. Now, if you do it again, you're gonna burn your hand, but you ain't gonna do it a third time." That's right. And like you don't have that anymore. Like you, you're like, "Oh no, we're gonna coddle these babies and we're gonna make them titty babies to where they're always gonna be soft as hell." But yeah. the opposite side of it, like we said a while ago, is the kids that are savages are gonna be the ones ruling the fucking world. And running shit while everybody else is crying and bitching, dude. To this to this day, like I said, uh, my my son Peyton, he's twenty one years old, and I don't even think it was two weeks ago he was fucking around with a lawnmower out in the yard, <laughs> and I was like, and I, and the wife was getting ready to go out and and say something to him because what he was doing was just it was it wasn't the best. <laughs> he had <laughs> he had like a he had he had a jacked up. He had like the back end of it jacked up and it was on, it was, it was not on like a good jack stand or anything like that. And she was like, I gotta go, I gotta go help him, you know, tell him to move that. No, 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 just wait, give this a little, let's see what happens. It sure as shit, man, that thing dropped out that tire. Thankfully it was a tire uh, that was still attached to it. But I mean, the whole thing fell off and just thumped right in the center of the chest. And I was like, how'd that feel? And he's like, yeah. I should have used the, I should have used the, I was like, yeah. Or maybe not parked it, uh, you know, on on a on a hill, yeah. would have been a good good move. I mean, we're we're learning all sorts of lessons still. At least, at least, they're, you're not like our parents were though, because they would have let you blow your fucking toe off with a shotgun just to prove a point. At least we got a little bit more sense. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm not gonna let this go too far. I'm gonna let it go yeah. just far enough to where you learn your lesson, but not where you're critically injured. Well, I mean, I've always been, um, so the. If I've got a weakness, so I'm sure you've heard people that that have fallen prey to the no no balls thing, right? Yeah. So I don't get tempted by no balls. What, what I get tempted by is you won't do it. Yeah. And I'm gone. It's like you're not you're not even getting that out of you because I'll be I'll be fucking damned if you're going to challenge me in my you know in my constitution. I'm going to show you. If I say I'm going to do it, you can be rest assured I'm going to do it. But I've also got the downfall of be sitting around with friends and somebody going, I wonder what would happen if I'm already in the middle of doing it because I am just, yes. I, am a, I am a fucking sucker to peer pressure. <laughs> if my friends come up with a bad idea, they know that they need to do it around me because I'm the first one that'll, I'll put my body on the line for dumb shit. Uh, not because no it's more. Worth, it's, <laughs> oh no, that's the sad part. Even more so, you know, even more so the older I get, the worse it gets. And it drives the wife insane. All these stunts that you see me do, like on the, on, on our videos. Yeah. I don't have pads that I'm falling on. I'm not wearing, you know, I'm not wearing anything that's, that, that's going to cushion the fall. When you hear a thump onto the ground, that's a thump onto hard ground. If, you know, I mean, I've jumped through. I've jumped up against garage doors. I've I've jumped over uh, I've jumped over cars. I've landed on the on the hood of cars, you know, falling on my own floor, tumbling down steps. Like I used to do that during live. 
the big thing um people used to love watching me take pre-workout during my live and then i'd just go insane and i would just burst out the front door and i'd jump off the front <laughs> steps and just roll down the stairs and like jesus christ i'm like ah i i learned not very hard way but so one of the first shows that i did was with catfish cooley and i really oh I, I, I love i love I really, him i really like david he's a good fucking dude I, like off camera he's wild he's crazy like he he's a good dude um before i ever started the podcast i was hosting an event in eastman georgia and him and adam calhoun came as some of the guests or whatever and i remember doing crazy shit with catfish that day and i made up my mind then I'm not doing this crazy shit on social media. I'm not. I saw him eat some shit that would have lit me on fucking fire. And then if I recall correctly, he did some kind of trick or whatever where he jumped off of a buggy, like a um, a razor. Um, I can't remember what it was. We said I was so drunk. I don't know if he was or not, but I was fucking hammered. And I knew right then, like, you know what? If I've got to do that kind of stuff, to make it on social media, I'm just not making it on social media. I because I am a bitch when it comes to it. I'm not hurting my body, and I get it. It's funny as hell. Like, and then people that can do it. I'm a big Chris Farley guy. Chris Farley used oh, yeah. to throw himself through every fucking. Oh, the physical thing. comedy. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious, dude. So my my whole life I, has been designed around. Uh, I grew I grew up watching you know everything the three stooges and all yeah. all these you know buster keaton i mean all these people that did physical comedy and stunt work and from a very young age um i've worked on perfecting the pratfall and yeah. making things look very believable um i love doing stunt work i love doing you know and i i i think it's a lost art nowadays because you don't see it as much but pratt falls is what really can put the emphasis or a stamp on uh like a comedy sketch especially a physical comedy sketch and if you can do it right you're golden yeah. um i just don't see it as it doesn't seem to be as appreciated as it used to be um well i think jackass ruined that because jackass took it to the next level they took so, it a little too far yeah so it went from i know you're a wrestling guy and I, mm -hmm. I like old school wrestling. So in my opinion, it was like when ECW and shit started doing that real hardcore shit. The hardcore shit. The yeah. hardcore shit. And then you had the major shows. They were like, well, we're going to try to do hardcore, but it's really it's really not. I mean, the yeah. most hardcore thing I've ever seen in WWE was Taker throwing Mankind off the top of Hell in the Cell. I knew that's where you were going to yeah. go. That, I but, knew that's, you were... but that's the most extreme. You go to ECW, that's a fucking Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's so it's the same thing with the falls. Like you, I, you see people get really fucked up on Jackass. Who wants to see Chris Farley going through a fucking uh, a table anymore? You know? Yeah. Like, I, I get it. It sucks though, because like what you're talking about, those little stamps on a sketch or whatever, funny as fuck back in the day, and they're still funny to me. But I'm looking for it. Like I, I appreciate the art that goes into it, and I think it's yeah. hilarious. We got to be, I mean, the thing, the thing is, is like, it, you can tell that it's become a lost art because people don't understand really. I mean, especially when it comes to like our content, um, people really don't understand what slapstick comedy is yeah. a, a lot of times um, because we fall into the angel and I like doing the, 
live the live vicariously through her kind of content you know the where we all know back way back in the day you had the honeymooners where it was like one of these days bang zoom to the moon and this mentality has kind of changed over to where us us men have become these very simplistic yet sarcastic creatures right yeah. we, we we all have it in us um whether you've got a girlfriend or a wife or or just friends we run our we run our mouths we say dumb shit we know that we're saying dumb shit because we think it's funny absolutely right and so we decided to turn that into a video series and let some women live vicariously through angel because every woman is has dealt with a man where they're like god i'd, I'd love to smack the shit out of you for saying that <laughs> So we turned that into a whole video series and it did really well. But then all of a sudden video after video started getting taken down. That's what I was going to ask taken, you about. They started getting taken down for, for violence. And we started seeing more and more comments about, you know, you're glorifying domestic violence. You know, yeah, domestic violence is real, is real funny. Um, you know, you know, men get abused too. This isn't funny and all that. And I'm like, it kind of goes to show you the mentality that some people have because in every single one of these videos sure if you want to look at it as a domestic violence or abuse case go right ahead that that's yeah. your opinion i'm going to let you have it but you're it, it's it there's a glaring effect because if that's how you want to look at it you have to look at the scenario as a whole there's more to it than me just getting hit with a pan or getting slapped, or having a vacuum cleaner thrown at me, or getting hit in the face with a, a standing fan. I am saying something before all of that happens. In every single one of these, I say something, and then I get hit. Yeah. Meaning, there is a sense of verbal abuse going on that is cumulating in this physical abuse, right? It's still slapstick comedy, and it's nothing more than a setup and a punchline. Yeah. And the punchline is the physical thing and the setup is what's being said. So that's your comedy sketch. But people are seeing it as physical abuse. I'm like, you don't, if you really want to look at this in a somber experience and you want to say that this is a domestic violence or, or an abuse situation, then ask yourself, how many times has this piece of shit guy said the types of comments he's been saying, such as, hey, I really, I just want a little piece of ass. Well, have you ever thought about working out more? That itself is an abusive statement. Absolutely. That's a verbal abuse. How many times has she heard that before she snapped? And yeah. maybe this is just the one that broke the camel's back. I hate having to break it down like that because I, I, I really just want people to see it for the pure comedy that it is. Yeah. It's, it's a family guy episode just brought Absolutely. to life. Well, I think you're over. I think you're having to over explain it for the morons out there. I yeah. think, I think what it is, and people just this day and age, they don't get a fucking joke. They don't understand that some things are just meant to be funny. It's yeah. not for everybody. We live, we yeah. live in a world now to where, oh, if this bothers me, I'm going to let you know. But back in the day, if something bothered you, you just fucking ignored it and moved on. Like you, well, it, it doesn't social make media sense to brought... me why people are like that. Social media has brought forward a mentality that uh, everybody gets, everybody, everybody has an opinion and it needs yeah. to be expressed. And, and that's the problem. There's nobody is going to tell you 
that you're not allowed to have an opinion. Nobody's going to tell you that you're not allowed to disagree with an idea. Nobody's going to tell you that you're not allowed to not like something that you see happening. What they are going to tell you is that if you don't like it, you don't have to say anything about it. You have the right, the same right to have that opinion is the same right that you have to scroll to the next video, to turn off your computer, to step away from the TV, to, to change the channel. But people would rather be fucking miserable and have to state their opinion and say, look at me. It's the same thing as when somebody goes, a tragedy happens right? Horrible tragedy happens. Somebody inevitably is always going to post my thoughts and prayers are with whatever. All you're doing is saying, hey, don't forget about me. Look at me. Your thoughts and prayers, great. I'm glad that you feel bad about the situation. But by, by putting that out on social media or wherever you're doing, you're not telling people that you give a shit about what's going on you're telling people they need to give a shit about you and don't forget about you in this horrible time yeah see i even as far as birthdays go are any fucking hate celebrating yeah, birthday. i fucking I, hate it i will send you a text message if you're my friend and i'm that close to you just say happy birthday but that's yeah. it I, that's that's the far as it goes i can't stand when people make these long ass posts about what you're talking about, or even like if it's somebody's wedding, somebody's birthday or whatever, it's like, Oh, I'm posting this. So I will get acknowledged as part of this. Yeah. And it's like, why the, f if you really cared, just post a picture of it. Say, I love you. I'm proud of you. Go on about your fucking day. All yeah. right. There's some people, the thoughts and prayers thing. And I, I'm a Christian, I'm not a very good one, but I'm a Christian. And I, I don't mind when somebody says it, but it would mean more to me. If you sent me a text message or you sent me a message to my inbox to where it wasn't where you wanted the whole world to notice that you did it. Yeah. I, yeah that, it's that, it's that mentality of, you know, you see people making the, the old YouTube videos where hey, I, I went and gave this homeless person all oh, this I money and fucking this, lose my shit on those people. I, I dude, I, I can't, I don't like you're, you're negating your good deed by, by making it about you. Yeah, it stops. You're making good, it about you. It stops being a good, wholesome deed the second you turn the fucking camera on. Yeah, it's, exactly. You, you're not doing this. Shit. You know how many people right now are out there? There's a program that we've helped with in Savannah before, but it's been years. Like I haven't done this in fucking years. They make a point not to put anything on social media. Nothing no. on social media. They have a thing for their organization on there if they're still even active. I don't know if they are, but they would take gift bags. And they would just give it to homeless people, especially mm -hmm. people around the VA. And like, they, they don't ask for nothing they, they don't want acknowledgement. Like they have to do their, their events and everything like that. But besides that, I've never seen them post about them actually going and giving a toothbrush and a bag of stuff to like, that's the way you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to do the good deed for acknowledgement. You're supposed to do the good deed because it's a good deed. Yeah. There's, there's been a ton of times where I've, um, you know, uh, Back when, back when gift giving was like a giant thing on TikTok, um, I didn't know what to do with that money because I don't need, I don't need it. Um, and it's not because I'm not saying by any means I'm rich or anything, but I, I get, I get by, you know, I mean, we have, I have, a, I'm not saying I have a, a, a horrible life, you know, I'm not, I'm also not living paycheck to paycheck. So the money that comes in from social media for me is something that uh, I tell people, I'm like, I, I don't need it. I don't know what to do with it. 
Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to turn around and spend it because then I'm going to, I'm going to feel bad. I'm taking somebody else's hard earned money and spending it on myself. It doesn't feel right because I'm not doing it for a job. So we started, that's how this whole, I don't know if you've, if you're aware of it or not, I don't know how long you've been on TikTok or anything, but we've got a thing that we called, it's called Toby's army. And it's the, the, my audience named themselves that. Yeah. And what we would do is, you know, once a month or once every other month, all the money that would come in through gifts and things like that, I would anonymously donate that to a different charity. Oh, that's cool. Uh, can, yeah, Canines for Warriors, um, the National Autism Foundation, whatever it be, you know, $1,500 here, $2,000 there. And, um, and that's when I realized uh, taxes are a thing yeah. uh, when it comes to TikTok <laughs> money because I kept forgetting to keep all the receipts for these. So one year we ate fourteen thousand dollars in taxes Ooh. that we had to pay back because we completely forgot about it. And we we made about twenty nine thousand yeah. dollars in one year on on TikTok through the gifting. But we had given it all back. And except for one, uh we took I think we took ten thousand dollars and we made that the first annual what we call the Toby's Army Family Reunion, yeah. which we host here on our property every year. Um, it's a get, it's just a get together or what That's used cool. to be called a meetup. Um, but it's a different type of meetup. And the reason why we do it that way is we just got you earlier. We, we talked about how people seem fake yeah. and when you meet them in person. So early on in TikTok, they would host meetups. People would host <laughs> meetups and it was a, but it was a thing that they were, they were putting creators on a pedestal which is where the whole mentality of, well, if I get popular, I'll start being invited to these events and things like that. Now you have like these Vegas ones and stuff like that. Oh, you get to meet this person or you get to meet this person. And I've never felt, regardless of what my following count has ever become, um, I've never felt any different than day one. Yeah. I'm where I'm at. I'm where I'm at because of the, the audience that I have. I wouldn't, my, my content can be as funny as fuck but it doesn't matter if nobody's seeing it. And the only reason people would even recognize my name or my face is because of the audience, the followers that we have. The people, the reason why your, your broadcast does so well is because the audience you have, the people that are willing to share it and, and tell their friends about it, dude, you got to hear this guy. You know, this, this podcast is awesome. It's the same thing when it comes to social media and video creation and things like that. We're nobodies. Um, if I seem tall, it's because I stand on the shoulders of giants, which is yeah. my following and they make us who we are. And too many people forget that. So what we did is a lot of people were showing distaste in all these meetups, um, because the way that they were being hosted, they were being hosted like cons. Like you go to a, a comic con and they got the panel for all the people for supernatural and you stand in and you grab a microphone and you get to ask them questions. I'm nobody fucking special. I'm just a regular guy, a 20 year veteran from the military that got out, had nothing better to do. I didn't do. know that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know what else to do. So I, I took a creative side because I wanted to be an actor. And I was like, this is my opportunity to live out that dream and, and like yeah. lip sync some movie scenes and stuff. And, um, and it grew. So we host an event that we call the family reunion because that's the type of environment it is. People sit around in lawn chairs. We listen to music. People drink beer. End of the night, 
big old bonfire, maybe watch a movie. Kids do Halloween costume contest. They get to go trick-or-treating. It's 48 continuous hours, and it's a good time. And it's meant for people to get to know one another That's cool. and meet each other and not have a barrier based on following you know, on social media. You just get to get to know each other. Yeah, so I don't know if you've heard this uh, from me or not. If you are the, I don't know if I talked about it on the episodes you've listened to. So my management company talked me into going to one in Nashville like two years ago to one of these meetups. Yeah, and I ended up showing my ass at it. Uh, <laughs> there was a guy that came up to me, and uh, I don't, I don't even know if the dude's on social media anymore. I really don't give a fuck. But the dude comes up to me and. I, it's not just me. It's me and my friends that are already in the music business. People that right. are songwriters and really fucking well-known songwriters. But do they have a song on radio as themselves? No. But they've wrote a lot of songs that are on radio. So this guy walks up to us, um, and we're with a group or whatever, and the dude's a fucking tool, like from start to finish. The dude, first off, is introducing himself to me. Um, he has no idea who I am. I have no idea who he is. And, um, he's like, yeah, man, this, you could tell the guy that had a couple of drinks or whatever. He was just trying to network and shit. <clears throat> he was, he was introducing himself to everybody around, not just me. And, of course. and anyway, so the dude's like, Hey man, uh, you know, I just, I wanted to meet you. Um, I heard somebody said behind me that you did a podcast, all that kind of stuff or whatever. I love, love to be on it. And I was like, okay, you know, cool. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm talking to my buddies, having a good time. And uh, the dude started off with this. He said, uh, "He said, yeah, man, pull out your phone and I'll follow you back. Right then, I wanted to punch <laughs> him in the fucking face because I did not know who he was anyway. Yeah. And as he's pulling his phone out or whatever and all this good shit, he's like, yeah, man, ever since I hit 50,000 followers, dude, I can't even go out in my hometown anymore. It's fucking crazy. And I don't know. How many I, people live in the hometown? Like 200? Like probably five from the way he fucking acted. <laughs> but the, I, it just blew my mind that I'm standing there with people that have wrote songs for very well-known artists, and we're having a good time. We're we're chilling. We're not aggravating nobody. We're not talking to nobody besides the people that yeah. we know there. And this dude's like, then he called it the talk. He called it the fucking talk. And that blew my fucking mind then. Come on, but, man. But when he's going to add me or whatever, and he looks my stuff up or whatever, he he was blown away by the amount of followers I had, didn't know who I was. And I was like, I don't care. Like, this isn't, yeah. I don't give a fuck about what this is. And I don't have a lot compared to you, Justin Goose, or whoever. Y'all are good at what y'all do. I'm not. I'm not good at the videos. I don't claim to be. This is my realm. Behind the mic is where I'm fucking happy, where I'm comfortable, where I know I do a damn good job. Doing the videos and shit, absolutely not. I make myself like a fucking asshole 90% of the time. <laughs> but this guy was like blown away that I wasn't doing something with it or whatever. And he he was just a fucking tool. And I told that story. I did like a little video and posted it a couple, a couple hours later after I got a good buzz. And uh, there was so many people that messaged in the comment section and were like, man, this same shit happened to me with people at this meetup. Everybody yeah. thought that they were more important than the artists on stage or the bands yeah. that were performing or whatever. And the thing is, the people that are on stage actually have a fucking talent. Some yeah. people, you come up with your own stuff. So I consider you a comedian. 
I consider you an entertainer, right? Because you don't just do something that's trendy. You are coming up with creative things and posting it, and they're doing well for you. You're that that makes you cool to me. If you right. were just doing trendy shit, no, I think you're fucking stupid. More than likely, you're not. And people just don't get just because you got five hundred thousand followers, five million followers, whatever. You got some people got lucky from trends. Some people came up with their own content like y'all and you're doing well, yeah. but the people that are on stage in Nashville, the people that are doing actual stand-up comedy at places, they have a talent. Most of these people don't have a fucking talent. They just hashtag the right goddamn thing. And yeah, now, like, and now they're like, Oh, I'm a celebrity. I'm so not everybody can be, not everybody can be Matt Rife, man. You know, dude, that I mean, guy's fucking, look, I, <laughs> I'm one of those guys that when I first heard him, I was like, I fucking hate this guy. And now I can't wait to see his next fucking video. Like, yeah. Yeah. The dude's fucking genius. Oh yeah. He's brought he in his crowd over. work. The crowd work. It, so any comedian that good. works the crowd well has me. Yeah. There's, there's certain comedians that I, that I really like and they're in their crowd workers, you know, Jim, Jimmy Carr over in the UK, absolutely yeah. love him and his crowd work. Anybody that works the crowd just has a special spot in my heart. And then you've got other ones, which are your darker comedians. I like uh, the Bill dark Burr, shit. Yeah. Like Bill Burr, <laughs> yeah. Anthony, J Anthony Jeselnik has He's got rough. to be my favorite comedian. I like him though. He is so dark. And I, I, I love it. But going back to what you were saying, there's it's the one thing that social media has done. And I keep telling everybody. So overall, social media has become the downfall of the American existence. It, it really has. Absolutely. It's 100% been the downfall. It gives people this weird, odd self-confidence that you don't know where it's being pulled from. Like you said, somebody gets 50,000 followers or even 5 million followers and they think they're the next, you know, Brad Pitt. Like, yeah. Listen, dude, you're you're popular on a on on an app on a phone. Congratulations, you've done well there. I don't know why you think you're significant outside of that. And not. if you need proof of that, make a video and tell everybody, "Hey, I'm creating a YouTube channel tomorrow. This is the name of it. I'll see you there." If you think your 5 million is going to transfer over and follow you on YouTube, you've lost your fucking mind. Let me tell you, dude, I'm top 1% in the world with my podcast, and I'll guarantee if you go look at my following on TikTok right now, I think it's like 320, 310,000. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But yeah. not even 1% not even two, somewhere around there. Listen to the show. Most of the most of it is the people that came from radio that were looking for me. Like, right, yeah. if I got every one of those people, hell, if I got fifty percent to download each episode, I would go from the top one percent to the top half of one percent in a fucking day. And that's the thing, like, and and the people that are finding the people that are on TikTok that you know i mean and and i'm right there with you there's there's people that now TikTok made a major turn and a change in the type of content that was being pushed and everything when COVID hit yeah now you've got you've got people that have been on TikTok since it started to become TikTok, which is like me i, I started at the september of 2018 about a month after TikTok changed over from musically and then COVID hit and there was a major change that that happened it went from 
you saw people that were on like when I first started on TikTok, seeing somebody with 300,000 followers was almost unheard of. And when somebody did hit it, it was like a big deal. Like it, as far as that platform went, you're like, holy shit, like this guy's well known. And nowadays there's so many people with even a million. You're just like, okay, it's another person with a million. It, great. There's so many people on the platform and people were, you can, people were coming in in 2020 and blowing up overnight. But the thing is, is TikTok works in a, in a vicious two-year circle. Yeah. And I think people that haven't been on it as long don't realize it. Um, and when you start working, TikTok essentially gives you a two-year window to build and grow and things like that. And you really have to have something special about you to continue your growth beyond that two-year mark. Um, I hit the two-year mark right around the time that I hit like 1.8 million and just died. I didn't even plateau. I didn't, yeah. I, it just, it just died. Um, and lately, luckily I've, I've kind of had a little bit of a resurgence with it, which has been great. Um, but again, I'm not into it to like make money or anything, but there are people that do. And there are people that are very talented. My mistake was, um, I don't do what I would consider to be sustainable content. Yeah, absolutely. Justin, uh, taco, um, uh, goose they all do very sustainable content when yeah. you take when you find somebody else's video and the majority of your content is made up of somebody else's video and you have the ability to stitch it and then put your comedic spin right on top of it like justin's amazing at doing that absolutely you know he when he first started with the listen did you know I wasn't a huge fan of that, Justin. Yeah. But the stuff that Justin's been doing lately, like over the last, you know, four or five months, six months, has been spectacular. Goose is amazing at doing it, especially when he gets the, the group of idiots behind oh, that's him. That's gold. I, yeah. That's, that's so funny. They, they all got something to say. That's sustainable because you're always working off of something. You're, you're taking content that's provided to you. Yeah. Whereas like i have to make it up i have to create a script and, and build off of um and it, the 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 thing is is i'm not that creative <laughs> well i don't I'm i don't think that... you're not i i think i think you're good there's there's a limit to it though um i have i've had to change my content around several different times so I first started doing the same thing that most people start doing when they when they hop on TikTok. I was making videos, lip syncing, doing comedy sketches based on pre-existing audios. Uh, from there, I moved up and I did something a little bit different. And then I started doing what was called the polar pop videos, where that was semi-sustainable. I would take things that would make you jump because it like shot out at the screen. And then I'd crush a polar pop cup uh, you know, a soda cup from Circle K and splash water all over my face. But there's different scenarios where I kind of kept going and going. Um, once I saw other people start doing that, my content started kind of plateauing. So I was like, all right, it's time to change it up. Then I came up with this, what was called the Drunk Toby series, where it was essentially what I'm doing now, but everything was off scene. And it was like a drunk version of me talking to the real me, getting the real me in trouble with my wife. And it would <laughs> always good. end with me getting my ass kicked, but it would always happen off screen. Yeah. But those were coming in with the comments of the, oh, domestic violence is hilarious. So I was like, well, fuck it. 
if we're already going to be talking, I mean, shit, you're not even seeing it. It's time for me to get my pratfall career underway. <laughs> and I, I started letting her hit. We got a foam pan. She started smacking the shit out of me. I mean, like really, I mean, yeah. I think, I think there are times where I've most likely said the wrong shit to her and she'll, because a lot of people will say, where do you come up with it? And sometimes it's from a meme. Sometimes it's from somebody else's video that we're like, oh, I like that idea. I think we can add to it though. Yeah. Um, other times, and I'm not joking. It's Probably from actual conversation. It's yeah. from real life fucking conversations. My, my best stuff is from me taking a real life situation and tweaking it or turning it up to 10. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, exaggerating it. Stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, and I'll know, and I'll know because I'll say some dumb shit and I say dumb shit to Angel all the time because I, I'm sarcastic. It's, it's the way that I'm built and I'll, she'll say something and I'll say something back and she'll immediately look at me and say, get the camera. And I just go, oh shit. Cause I know I'm getting ready to get hit with something. Yeah. You know, the day, uh, one of the most popular videos we have is with the, the, the vacuum cleaner and what people don't realize is the number of times I have to get hit with this shit. The vacuum cleaner skit. She, this woman threw a whole ass dirt devil at me. <laughs> I haven't we had to seen do it, that one yet. I'm about to look we had to do it done. five times. So this video ended up getting 16 million views, which is, it's, it's my best performing video, it, but all it was, and it, it came from a real life thing. She's in the living room vacuuming and me being the smart ass that I am, I'm thinking this will be funny. And I walked by and she's like going over this one area and I walked by and I was like, Hey, Hey, and she just stops. And she's like, what? I was like, you missed a spot. And I started laughing and I walked away and she goes, get the camera. I went, what? So we go do the same thing. She goes, I'm going to, she goes, I'm going to throw the vacuum at you. I went like, like the actual vacuum. And she goes, well, no, not, she goes, not this vacuum. She goes, we got a broken one. Yeah. She, it didn't, it didn't run anymore. She goes, so I'll, I'm going to throw that at you. I was like, okay, because I'm an idiot and I'm willing to do it and uh, I can take a hit. So here we are. And the first time she throws it, it was me. The, the reason why we keep redoing these things is because of me. I said, uh, I said, it wasn't hard enough. She's like, what? I was like, it's not hard enough. The timing's off. I need you to throw it faster and harder. So we do it a couple of different times. And finally, I was like, listen, you're not throwing it at the right time. <laughs> so I picked it up and I threw it. And I was like, that's the timing. And I come back and she's now she's just mad because she's having to do it so many times. So now I, I say it, I turn around and bro, stars. I just saw stars. That, and that's all I remember. I remember the initial hit stars and then picking myself up from the floor. And she was already back to vacuuming. Yeah, it was over. I was like, damn, all right. Well, well, you well, you said the right thing a while ago, just to go back a little bit. When you're talking about sustainable, because yeah. the stuff that y'all are coming out with is original. And no matter what you do. See, I bet that me and you could hang out the same way I've hung out with the boys, and you're just as funny off of camera. The people oh, yeah. the people that are funny without thinking about it are the ones that are gonna have longevity in this kind of stuff. So like and even like you noticing with that with that right there with the vacuum knowing that that's a skit with no planning no whatever it developed organically if you're living 
with what you're putting on social media. And it sounds like you talk shit all the time. Like I do yeah. where, Hey, every once in a while, you're going to say some gold. I, yeah. I, I've got somebody around me that says some shit earlier and it's like, I'm turning that into a fucking video later because it's hilarious. And it's almost what really happened. And yeah. th- that that's where you're going to get the best. You don't even have to think goose and Justin are the same fucking way. John Michael took that something comes up. And it's just there, and you know that it's good because it's the way we actually live. We don't have to yeah. fake this shit. We're not. That's why we'll never run out of content. I guess is what I'm saying. Like we'll always be able to do something because we're actually living what we're portraying on social media. Yeah, and at at most we're doing, you know, and people don't realize how close it is to how we actually are because, yeah, it's it's going to be exaggerated but they think it's way more exaggerated than it really is. Yeah. My wife and I have an amazing relationship. We've been married 25 years and just she just has dealt with this smart ass this whole time. And we're just sitting on top of a pile of gold. And the thing is is like when it comes to like Justin and Justin and John and Goose, those guys are those guys will will rip you apart uh, on a one-on-one whereas I am better with a group of people. Yeah. I'm better when I have multiple avenues to feed from. And I'm sure they get even worse the more people are surrounded, you know. Yeah. Me, I'm telling you, just Justin and Goose both. I haven't been around uh John Michael in person, but Gus and Justin are both vicious. They are fucking killers talking shit in person. And oh. I've seen them around different groups both times that I've been around them and are the times I've been around them. And I'm telling you, they're going at your fucking head, but it's funny. And what's cool about all of us, you two, we can take the joke. We can. Yeah, take- it's like you want to be mad, but you respect the goddamn yeah. joke so much. You can't help. You're like, God damn, we, bro. Like, like with me, with me, I grew up and Richard Pryor was already gone. Well, not gone, but he wasn't doing comedy anymore. Richard Pryor is my one. Dave Chappelle is my one A. Like yep. right there. And then I grew up watching fucking South Park. I you can literally call me the worst things in the on the planet. But if I know that we're fucking with each other and we're giving each other a hard time, oh my God, it makes it so much better. Like that's my love language for my boys. And that's I've what got- I try to translate to on social media to people when you get this hate and you get all this bullshit. If I'm going to sit there and I'm going to tell my friends what a piece of shit they are and talk the utmost trash to them, then you best believe I'm going to do it to a fucking stranger. That's that's oh, yeah. how I'm showing affection. I tell people all the time, listen, if if I seem to be really super kind and really nice, rest assured I'm I'm tolerating you. Yes. <laughs> I'm I, I'm tolerating you. I don't like you. No. I'm tolerating you until you're no longer in my presence. And Absolutely. I'm just doing everything I can to make you okay. All right. Yeah. I if you bro, if you want to get blown away, here's 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 our age gap. Okay. Now you're you're how old? 35. Okay. So when I tell you my my age of being 47, it it doesn't sound like a lot, but this is how I'm gonna this is how I'm gonna put the age gap into perspective for you. Okay, two different ways. One, you mentioned South Park. Yeah. When the when the Brian Boitano pilot yes. episode of South Park came out, I was deployed to Bosnia. Woo. In my in my in my fourth year of the military, I was in fifth grade. <laughs> I, only reason I remember I was in fifth grade. 
was I 100% remember me and my cousin lying to my parents going to the video store. Because we didn't have our Comedy Central back then. We probably just had basic cable. And we knew what South Park was, had never seen any of it. And they used to have the the VHS tapes at the old video store. Mm -hmm. And I remember our parents, or his parents, whatever group of parents it was, coming into the bedroom because they heard uh, some of the some of the language on it or whatever. Oh, yeah. Dude. I remember dude, getting my ass whooped over Cartman. The first, the first time I saw that pilot episode, I had tears in my eyes. The, and I don't know why. I was like, and I told my friends, I was like, I don't know why it's so funny to, but kids swearing the way yeah. that they were, you know, the way that they were having these child characters swearing in, in the conversations they were having. It was like, if we now as adults kept everything that we knew and became kids again, yeah. this is our conversations. Well, it was, it was a generational thing for me because that's almost how we were talking in fifth grade though. <laughs> like as, as we were talking mad shit to each other around that time. Like I remember, this is how stupid I remember. We used to talk about how big our dicks were and, and they were probably, fucking size of a little baby turtle head at the time you know what i'm saying like i remember saying i can throw my dick over my shoulder i can lasso you with little it. vienna sausages yeah, little vienna sausages <laughs> and like but that's the bullshit we were talking to one another and then south park comes out and it just escalates the shit out of it oh and yeah a lot, of a lot of people don't realize south park is only like two or three years ahead of family guy Family yeah. Guy was just as good coming out it's just nobody knew about it for the first couple of years for some reason yeah, if and South Park for you is the like the Beavis and Butthead for my oh, yeah. generation. Yeah. So here's the other here's the other one that'll get you when I when I tell you, and this is the one that my wife used on me the other day that made me dead stop. And I was like, So we were talking, and she's like, You're you're old as shit. I was like, What are you talking about? You you're old as me. And she goes, Really? You're older than Star Wars. <laughs> and I went, so are you? And she goes, no, I wasn't. She goes, no, I'm not. Star Wars came out May of 1977. I was born in June. I was like, damn, fuck. <laughs> like, how how am I going to say I'm older than Luke Skywalker, man? Like, That's this is bullshit. That is good, though. <laughs> My wife burnt me to the point I didn't have shit to say for like 15 straight minutes. I just sat there slack jawed like an idiot going, and she realized it and she looked over and she goes, You still thinking about it? I was like, I'm fucking still thinking about it. Yeah, that's rough. But I'm you, older than fucking Star Wars. Yeah, but you don't act it. And I and I don't mean like you're immature or anything. You just got like that still that happiness about life. I the older I get, the more grumpy and bitter I get. I hope I'm half as joyful as you when I'm your age. Cause I'm not half as joyful as you right now. <laughs> so I got, I have, I got people all the time will ask me, they're like, well, you know, how do you, how do you stay so, how do you stay upbeat all the time? Like, I'm also known as the angry guy because I get in what we call, uh, I'm not yelling, I'm, I'm having a passion tantrum. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. I yeah. like that. I, I'm not angry. I'm not yelling at you. I'm having a passion tantrum. So shut the fuck up and listen. But a lot of people will be like, dude, you always got all this energy. You, you always seem so upbeat about everything. You're like, I don't get how you do it. I'm like, because I don't give a shit about what's happening. I don't, I'm not going to overly concern myself with the opinions of people that have no effect on my direct life. Um, I don't worry about things that have already happened. 
because what does it do? It's just going to age you. It's just going to make you worry about shit you can't change. So, you know, I, I, I like to live my life the way that I want to live it every day so that if, you know, God forbid something happened and I'm not here tomorrow, I at least have the opportunity to say, you know what? I lived it the way I wanted to all the way up until that point. Dude, that's I'm not going to let outside shit affect me that way. Well, you're that, that's the way you should be, though. Yeah. That's, that's 100% the way you should be. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's really just the military that kept me looking this young. Yeah. Where all did you? No stress. How you said you served twenty? Twenty. Yeah, I retired in twenty fourteen. Oh shit, dude. Well, I just want you to know, we got. I I love doing stuff with veterans. That is like my passion. We do a lot. Yeah, of stuff I, saw, with I saw you had a couple of podcasts where you guys were raising some good money for them. Yeah, well, we also too just like to put it out there, like about Creative Vets Mission Twenty Two. We're going on a thing for Mission Twenty Two next weekend. Uh, Project K Nine Hero, um, stuff like that, dude. I just always like to show my gratitude. I didn't realize you had served, or we would have probably rambled on about that forever. I I want more people to know what all our veterans have done for us. I was too much of a chicken shit right out of school, and by the time I would have signed up, I done got a felony. So there was, there was no military for me, but even worse, I had a scholarship and I I was like, nah, really? Yeah. What'd you have a scholarship in swimming was not even kind of going (laughs) to get swimming. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say like, I was the best second baseman in North Carolina back in 1970, whatever. No. What year did you, you would have had to graduate then around what, when I was born? Oh no! Ninety-four. Fuck that. I was seven. Yeah. Jesus. Well, dude. Uh, before we get out of here, because I think this is a really good convo, drop all your socials again and kind of tell everybody before we get off about your podcast. Okay, so uh, you can find me on TikTok. We have three different accounts. Uh, my wife and I have a combined account. It's called Toby and Angel. Um, my main account uh, is they called me Toby too, and uh, our the account with just all of our animals, which we have over 80 animals here is uh bacon and Danes. Um, you have 80 then, animals. Yeah. We have like a little hobby farm. I've got three pigs that live in the house along with our two new great Danes. Um, one of our dogs, we got a house chicken. It's uh, it's, 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 it's interesting. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got everything from turkeys and goats and ducks and chickens and it, it gets crazy. Um, and then, uh, on YouTube, you can find us as, uh, Toby's army and, uh, Instagram is Toby and angel. Um, we, I'm also on a podcast, like you mentioned at the very beginning of the show. And just again, uh, it's called the beard laws podcast. You can find it on YouTube underneath beard laws or Twitch beard laws. We have a show every Tuesday, which is called TikTok Tuesday and a show every Thursday where we do a draft of whatever this past week was, uh, mustaches, best mustache. Who do you host the show with? Um, I am actually the the show is hosted itself. I'm I'm kind of a, a co-host with uh, Matt. He goes by Beard Laws on uh, yeah. He on TikTok. He, follow, he followed me the other day. I reached out to him. He he is genuinely good people. Matt cool. is good people. I would I would murder people for that guy. That's cool. Like he's he's a genuinely good dude and cool. and a, a really good friend. And is he tries to keep it interesting. We have two different crews. Uh, Tuesday crew and a Thursday crew and both of them. I, I, I love these guys. I absolutely well, love them. We'll have to set it up for next month to get all y'all on here at the same time. Oh shit. I don't know. I don't know if you're ready for 
the Tuesday, the Tuesday crew alone is already fucking they're out of control just on our show. Look, what oh, you can be just as fucking out of control as you want to be here. <laughs> you listen, I'm telling you, you listen to our live oak shows when we're hosting in public in Nashville, and you want to talk about wild. No, I'm telling you, between playmates, between drunk, uh country music country music artists, between me getting tequila drunk on stage, I'm telling you, it oh. is wild. I'm sure that y'all would fit in nicely. And oh, sure. uh yeah. and uh you said you're in North Carolina. I am. So you and Angel, Miss Angel, y'all need to come do a live show with us in Nashville. You want me to take the wife up to that you like to the board you want me to take the wife up to like the boardwalk on in nashville i'll well, never find her again it's, it's broadway but we don't we don't do broadway, broadway yeah yeah we don't yeah. do broadway we go to where i was gonna say i'd never find her again no we go Fucking... where all the songwriters and shit are down in demumbrian and midtown and everything now don't get me wrong you will see my fat ass drunk by the end of the night on broadway but it's because I want to go shake my ass for some reason. And I can't <laughs> I can't dance to save my fucking life. But for some reason, it always seems like a good idea about 12 o'clock to go down there and misbehave for a little bit. I'm going to tell you right now, nothing good happens after midnight. Ah, I, that, I'd that's have my, to disagree. That's, I'd have to that, disagree that's my motto. <laughs> that's my motto. Nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> 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 all right dude well uh man i appreciate it tell you boys i want to get y'all back on i want to hear all about the beard loss podcast uh one thing that i take from the people that i idolize in this business is they love working with other podcasters because they know how it goes they know how to keep a conversation going um and you guys do you i mean you do obviously but i'd like to have miss angel on i like to have you boys on i i'd like for you to be one of the guys that we have repeat shows with because this was good and yeah, uh, I had a I had a great time. Yeah, the more we talk, the more we'll bullshit, the more we'll be comfortable with each other, the better the shows will be. Oh, absolutely, man. I'll, I'll see if if I can get the wife if I can get the wife on time. With her, it's just her schedule is is crazy. It's four days on, two days off. So her, it's constantly a rotation. Like she's off today and tomorrow, but she's she hasn't stopped moving since she fucking woke <laughs> up, bro. She, I'm, well, I'm serious. Like I've got right next to me, I've got a panel of four cameras. That that are inside and outside the house. I have seen her in the last five minutes. I have seen her in all four cameras. Damn, she's well, not. She doesn't stop moving when she's off. Well, we'll schedule it out to where she's got a couple days off before we do it, or however she needs to. I just want to hear her side of the videos too. I want I want to hear her creative side and everything from her because y'all. One thing I really like about y'all's page, and I didn't bring this up till now. I love when couples work together. And they're not at each other's throats on social media. And you can oh, tell yeah. like y'all's relationship is just a fucking special one. By the way, y'all yeah. get to cut up and bullshit with each other. It's really, really cool to me. It's it's so we 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 have the benefit. We I, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll wait to tell the story until until we can get her on. But I'll I'll tell you the story of how we met and how we got when we got married. Because we only dated for 28 days before we got married. So you only dated I'll, 28 days. Yeah. Holy shit. I would be at no, no. If a woman told and me, here we, and here me, we are this. No. Yeah. And then this November will be 26 years married. So. Dude, congratulations. Is that, that's the love story. <laughs> now I got to hear about the love story. And you'll have to, you'll have to wait till you have us both on here. Absolutely. Well, dude, I appreciate so you, you can hear us argue about the details. <laughs> I'm sold. You just got to fucking tell me when you tell me yeah. what day in June, 
works for y'all. This is called a teaser for everybody listening. And he, we don't even know that we're actually going to do it. I hope we can. But yeah, let's well, let's, well, let's do that, man. Yeah, we can make it happen in June. I just, you know, I told you the first week I'm going to be filming a new film uh, for a new film. Yeah. Um, and then uh, at the end of June, uh, the first week of July, I'm actually filming um, with uh, the regulators, who are another couple of guys that you should you should you should have on hey, here. I tell the same way I've told Justin and everybody else. If y'all got a good group of guys or whoever, females, whoever, just a good group. I'm so picky about the people I have on my show because I hold my show and what I do to such a high standard now. Yeah, I don't want to have, like, when I first started, man, if you had a shit ton of followers, I didn't care who you were, what you were doing. I needed clickbait. I needed people to help me get to where I was in radio. And now mm -hmm. for the past year and a half, I can be choosy. I can pick who I want. I don't have to just have anybody. But the bad thing about me is my For You page <laughs> used to be everybody, and now it's Big Titty Bitches, comedy, and country music. I don't see nothing else besides that anymore. So let me tell you about Bobby and Eddie, the regulators real quick before we go. First of all, they are, they are working with the same director that I work with, but on their, it's their, it's their production. Uh, it's called ELE extinction level event. They're doing a series. Um, and there's quite a few, uh, other big TikTokers that are, that are in that series. They, they wanted to make sure it was just TikTokers, give everybody a chance at in an acting career and stuff like that. But Bobby and Eddie, uh, the regulators, these guys are fucking hilarious. They do blue collar, blue blue collar comedy style stuff, and so Bobby is a is is a white guy. lives in, They both live in North Carolina. They're in Charlotte. Bobby's white. Eddie's black. Wait, these aren't the guys that like they look like they came off a work site or whatever, right? Like they yeah, they're always of, they're always in their work clothes. Uh, fucking hook me up. They're some oh. of the ones that I find hilarious. I didn't realize that they call themselves the regulators. Uh, yeah, they go by the regulators again because they've been deleted. These guys, these poor bastards, man. They got they hit 1.6 million and the account got deleted. Then they damn. got back up to like 800,000. TikTok deleted the account. Uh, and here's the most interesting part their big account got deleted and they finally got word back from TikTok as to why. And TikTok said because they were posing as somebody else what and they're like mother it's us yeah no shit Who it's wants us to be us but uh, these yeah. guys are absolutely hilarious and just like another group of people i would lay my life down for bobby is one once bobby becomes your friend yeah that that's for life that's yeah. for life and uh eddie just giant this guy is a huge it's this exactly huge. who it's who i'm thinking it is it's, yeah it's exactly who I'm thinking and it um, is now. we we did a video we did a video with the director one day while we were filming something else and uh we were in the we were in a hotel room and he's doing the song you know the director's doing the song um i'll never get naked in your shower and he, he's lip syncing it but the whole time but meanwhile we're all sitting there and we're not so i it's me and uh, Bobby, Eddie, and a guy by the name of Slow Mo on TikTok. And Slow Slow Mo and Eddie are both black. Yeah. And we're just sitting there staring at him. And and we were making fun of like his number of followers. And Eddie, Bobby looks over at me in the video and he goes, What's wrong with your boy? I was like, This is why he only has less than 30K. <laughs> and, and we're talking, and all of a sudden it flips and they're behind us. And it's now it's you see me slow-mo like i'm in between slow-mo and and eddie 
and then Bobby is like shaking a maraca with with the director singing the song, and I just go, "Fucking white people." And they both like look down at me and people are like, I can't believe you'd be willing to say shit like that. I was like, bro, like you don't understand. I've got a sh one of my best friends on TikTok right now. He goes by the name of Laja. We were live and he's talking about this. He's like, dude, everybody needs an emotional support Negro. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make that a shirt. Hell and he goes, yeah. he goes, fuck yeah, make that a shirt. I said, but here's the deal. If I make it a shirt, I'm, I'm wearing it first. And he goes, Oh, that's even better. So I was sitting here wearing this emotional support Negro shirt, and that's all it says across the front of it. It says Black Lives Matter. It's got BLM on one side. It's got the the black power fist here, and it says Black Lives Matter on the back. I want one. And it says emotional what? support Negro on the front. TikTok has shut my live down just for wearing that for harassment and bullying and hate speech. And I didn't realize I was wearing, and I'm so sorry. I, I'm suddenly dragging the show on long. I don't give a shit. This is good. You're fine. So here I am the other day and, oh, it's on my, it's on my merch store. So if you go to the links I in my bio, you can, you can, yeah, it's still up there. I wasn't realizing it. I told the wife, I was like, shit, Hey, podcast is tonight. I got to run up and I got to, I got to grab some beer. So I run up, I run up to the store. And I go to get, uh, I, I go to grab some beer. And I, as I'm walking in the store, I look down. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I'm in dead center of just north of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Wearing an emotional support Negro shirt. Might be frowned like upon I, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, looking like I look. I'm like, well, fuck it. Here we go. Here we so go. I, go, I go walk in. I grab beer. I go walk over to the, uh, I'm sitting there waiting to cash out. And I hear this guy go, uh. Yo, dog, man, I love your shirt, bro. Fucking, where'd you get a shirt? And he, as he was saying, he's walking around to the front. So he saw the BLM and he saw the Black Lives Matter on the back and he's <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Black Power chat. Fist. And he's asking me where I got the shirt and he comes around the corner. He goes, oh, damn. And he's just staring at me. And I was like, look, I can explain the shirt. And he goes, no, that shit's fucking hilarious. He goes, yeah. where do I get one of those shirts? I was like, you don't mind me wearing this? He's like, fuck no, man, that's hilarious. It's good. That was, shit's fucking golden. I thought that was the end of my life. I thought for sure, because that dude was big. Yeah. That was a gold's gym going fucking brother right there. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a dead man. I'm a dead man walking. It's funny to me. I think it's hilarious. I walked I walked Eddie all the way through Food Lion wearing, wearing that shirt while we were on location filming for ELE. And he, I, he's like, I was like, hey, before we go, you want me to change my shirt? And he's like, no, man. You're fine. Let's you go with me. And people would walk by and they'd like, you could tell. So we're in Virginia, which where we were in Virginia was more of like an uppity area of yeah. Virginia. Yeah. And so where we're walking through in this food line, there are like, like uppity older white women that are the worst They're the as we were passing worst. them. Oh yeah. As we were passing them, you could see them. They'd look at my shirt. And they, you could see on their face they want to say some shit. And then they see I got this fucking silverback gorilla of a fucking man right next to me who's black <laughs> with this look on his face like, fucking say something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so I got, so Eddie's getting a shirt. But yeah, absolutely, bro. I will send, get I will get the fucking on here as soon as possible. Dude, yeah, I will, I will contact them. I'll see what they've got going on and I'll tell them to get a hold of you. 
Yeah, give go. Um, just, I usually don't tell folks to give my numbers out. Give my number and tell either want, one of them to call me as soon as they can, and we'll set okay. it up. Bro, if nothing else, I mean, if you, uh, I'll, I'll see. God damn, if if I can, I would at some point in time. Um, by all means, have them on here, but I would love to come back on here. Oh, dude, absolutely, let's do it. No, that's even better. And, Hell yeah, yeah so, that's even better, man. We'll, we'll, I will get a hold of them as soon as I hop off here, and I'll be like, bro, you got to call this dude. You got to yeah, call we'll, him. Dude, we'll he, do they it. want you on the podcast. And I'd, I'd be interested to see how far you are from me because I'm guessing they're, are they close to you? So they're in Charlotte, which is about, well, they're, they're not quite Charlotte. They're, okay. they're close to, they're, they're just are south about, of Charlotte. Y'all are about five hours from me then. It'd, yeah, be, so cool. it'd, be, it'd be cool to have y'all in studio. Oh, well, I mean, fuck it. Like, if I can make the trip, I can, I can make the trip. But for me, it's always got to be a weekend because. Oh, yeah, dude, I don't I, mind recording on the weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, because I don't get paid for this shit. So I just, <laughs> uh, and I don't ever ask for it. Yeah. So I would have to make sure it's a day that I'm not missing work. That's cool. <laughs> well, you set that up, bro, and you let me know. And uh, okay. man, anybody like that, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, that's how I ended up becoming friends with Goose was because of Justin. And I got to be friends with Justin, it seems like. Maybe because of John Michael or because of Ginger Billy. I can't remember which one hooked me up with Justin. Um, dude, you're just naming fucking legends in my dude, eyes right now. Dude, let me now. tell you. If fucking you Ginger have, Billy. If you, Jesus have not, if you have not met him, if you have not had anything to do with him, when I tell you this guy is a fucking genius, he is one of the most sincere, honest people I've ever met in my life. And – I've never met anybody that knows their lane and how to go a million miles an hour in it yeah. better than him. He Dude, is he's a fucking gem. So I don't I, I have the I have the opportunity of liking a lot of the 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 southern comedy style people, but yeah. being somebody that's originally from Minnesota and being a southern implant is I don't I don't get the chance to meet many. Well, I'll tell you this. If you're from the South, there's only a handful that you even like. There's a very fine line from being part of the joke and laughing at it and then feel like somebody's making fun of you. There's yeah. there's a guy, and I'm not going to say his name because I ain't trying to start no shit with him, but if I'm going to say it behind somebody's back, I'll say it live on my fucking podcast and people <laughs> can just figure out who it is. There's a guy that makes fun of people from the South that acts like he's from the South and he goes to the full extreme and he takes it too far to where I'm not going to bad mouth the guy, or whatever it clearly works for him and everything that he does. Like yeah. kudos to him for that. But that's not the fucking way the people from the South act that he portrays. And he, he's one of the folks that try to make us look more ignorant than we actually are. Now, don't get me yeah. wrong. There's some ignorant fucks where I'm from, but 99% <laughs> of them aren't that fucking way. Like, but you know what? I'm the same. I'm like the same that. way with some military content creators. Oh, there, yeah. There's some, there's some people that are military content creators that like a lot of people. So like you said, you, you didn't realize I was in the military. Yeah. It's because it's, it's not really one of those things. I don't do a lot of military content. I hardly do any military content. Um, I've got a lot of military content creator friends, um, but um, I don't 
talk about it. I'm not because I spent 20 years in the military. Uh, it's time for me to move beyond that. And, and well, you know, to live- me, the people that have actually done a several years, not just one stint, not just I'm not bashing anybody. It was in the Coast Guard, National Guard, anything like that. People that's usually been overseas and maybe have seen some shit aren't the ones that usually make light of it. It's usually, I mean, it's usually the people that's got a dishonorable discharge that served yeah. for a year and a half, or, or, barely got out yeah, of basic. Yeah, or people that did like, or, or people that, you know, they were in for six years and then they got out. Like, yeah. and don't get me wrong. They, they've got their niche audience, but I find so many of them so fucking annoying. I would, I just, they're dude, just I so goddamn me. annoying. And I'm like, I can't fucking stand this guy. Like, yeah, I'm sure he thinks he's being funny, but really he's just being loud and obnoxious. And they talk about military content. I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, you spent four to six years in the military. What the fuck do you know about the yeah. military? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I spent, tw- dude. I I went through three different uniforms in the military. Like I was all over the United States. I I've done everything. I've jumped out of airplanes. I've driven tanks. I've you know I've been in combat. I've been all over the place. I don't understand guys that, you know finished basic training and went to a duty station, maybe a tour in Iraq. And all of a sudden they're like the subject matter expert of all things military and what all military branches are like. And I'm like, we'll figure it the fuck out. Yeah. This sounds like stuff that we're going to get into on the next show. Cause I could okay. go all for a long fucking time. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. This. All right. All right. Yeah. But that we can do. We got to save some of it for the next one. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah, we got it. Like You're I said, I, well, the thing is, I what I like to find is it doesn't matter if I end up having a guest on once a month, once every two months. There's people that are trying to do podcasts now that just because you got a big following that are shit, and it it takes away from people that actually are are good at it, a good conversationist. You're yeah. really good and really easy to talk to. Me and you could fucking go do four hour shows and there not be a breath. Like, yeah. but like, they're, 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 yeah. yeah. And like, I have found out that it's best to, with people like you, let's become boys, let's bullshit with each other, start sending the memes that we can't send to nowhere else besides for directly to each other ones. They'll get you canceled, you know, shit like yeah. that to yeah. one another. Build a relationship. And then the next time you do it, you're even more comfortable. And it's like, oh, we're finna go ape shit on people. Like, oh, yeah. You're like, be like, hey, you ready for this? Fuck, man. I, probably not. Not today. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw see? the shit you were sending me earlier. Like, God damn, yeah. <laughs> You know there's going to be some good shit. If you could take me without sponsors and without knowing that this is my career and I could just literally go wild on what I wanted to with my buddies the same way, it's probably gets a million downloads each episode, but you're not making any fucking money. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to stay in the top one percent. I want those corporate sponsors running before and after my show, you know? Like, but if y'all let me fucking loose and said I got free reign, holy shit, it's oh, over yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, dude, it's 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 the new Howard Stern show, man. I dude, I'm trying. I want to be the country music Howard Stern so bad. But uh, but dude, I appreciate it. And uh hey. Uh, I usually don't say this, but I'm going to invite myself on. Let me know when y'all need a special guest or whatever on the Beard Laws. I don't do a lot of other people's shows. I'm doing one next week at Raised Rowdy. But uh, if y'all ever need a guest or anything, let me know. I wouldn't mind doing y'all's. Bro, hey, we're, we're going to have a spot on a Thursday. 
You down to do a you down to do a fucking stupid ass draft and then fucking do a, a bracket this coming show? up Thursday. I'm in Nashville and I'm recording. Not, not this Thursday. We've already got it covered for this Thursday. The but, next one. Uh, I'll talk to Matt. Te- text me. I'll do it. Yeah. Long as it ain't I'll talk just to coming. Matt. Long as it's coming up next week, I'm I'll, I'll make time for it. All right. I do. Well, I appreciate it, man, and thank you for doing the show. And uh, one more time, drop your socials and tell everybody bye. All right. Uh, you can again. You can find me on TikTok as they call me Toby Two, Toby and Angel, or Bacon and Danes. Instagram is Toby and Angel. Um, YouTube, uh, Toby's Army. Um, uh, and bye. See you, bro. Thank you, and thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. We'll catch you next week in Nashville. <laughs>